Hello and welcome to Don't Get Any Ideas, the podcast for creative civic change, an experimental funding programme that has supported 15 communities to shape, lead and commission creative interventions to make positive change where they live. I'm George Hill and I'm an artist. And I'm Heather Peake and I'm also an artist. And we're from Creative Kingswood and Hazel Lees in Corby, just one of the community projects that we'll visit in this series. Hello, we're here today in uh, Freeman Street Market in Grimsby and we're with Josie, myself, George and Heather. So we're here to have a chat about creative civic change and the journey of creative civic change and what's happened and how much you've enjoyed it and talk about the naughty knots. So <laughs> thank you, Josie, for allowing Heather and I to come up and have a, uh, a chat, a conversation with you to do this podcast. Thanks, George. Hello, how are you? You're good, thank you. The good journey? Um, it was okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to, um, I was travelling by train this time. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, it's it's a, it was cancelled, the first train. Uh-huh. And then I managed to get to Birmingham and then the second train was cancelled. But you know how I was thinking, uh, you know, it's really inconvenient and it, but I'm in solidarity with the train, com- with the, with the strikers. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. I was thinking about that because it really did muck about with the day, uh-huh. but at the same time, it's sort of just how it is, and it's just how it has to be. I think. Yeah, and, and also you're here. You know, you're yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're safe. You're well. Oh, but I've got to get and back. Five we've hours had a wonderful. Back. We've had a wonderful welcome from Josie. Mm. We've seen the the other room, you know, which is Josie's. So hello, Josie. Could hello. You? Hi, hi. <laughs> hello. So Heather and I tend to do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's I've not intentional. So, yeah. yeah, thank you, Josie. You so, are welcome. And can I just say thank you to you for trawling up here because it's not easy to get here. We are very much at the end of the line. And did you get off at Grimsby or Cleethorpes, Heather? I got off at Grimsby. At Grimsby. So if you if you got off at Cleethorpes, you literally get off at the seawall and you can't go any further mm. and the train comes in and and then it stops at the platform and then it goes out the same way so there's no passing through here mm. it, it's the it, end of the line it's an end of the line place yeah and, it, that, and it, that's its nature when i come up in the car with my niece jade jade took me up in the car so and one of the things that we noticed as we were coming into grimsby was the the sea you know yeah. the water and oh. the seagulls you oh know, yeah like, but then yeah. coming round here and there's lovely little um encounter with the, the car parking person it was just really yeah. friendly so a good vibe straight away came yeah. in here met your colleague yeah. um at the other room yeah. and so and we've got a cup of tea and we're, we're ready mm. to go here so and yeah. we're sitting inside a, a market aren't mm. we we it's are a, yeah a working a working market the, it's a very old market as well and an award-winning market uh-huh. it won the, an award for being the best small market in the uk and it's so much more than a market. I have this theory that at night, because we put a lot of events on in the evening here, out in the little courtyard area, but I have this theory that at night, when all the stallholders have gone home and it goes quiet, that all the otherworldly creatures and all the spirits come out into the market because it's been serving this community for over 100 years. And it used to be absolutely heaving here, absolutely heaving. It was a real beating heart of the town. But I think there are old fishermen and old braiders yeah. and uh, skippers all kind of wandering about with the with the otherworldly creatures at night. And I just think it's just got that atmosphere about it. But it's a really welcoming destination. We've been so well looked after and welcomed by the market staff here. Good. They are an incredible team. 
And we've got this lovely room that we use for a, a green room and also, you know, to do sort of uh, activities like this. Uh, we've got a, a room uh, behind this, which is going to be set up as a recording studio. And we've got a front office. And we've also got our what we call our sun and moon room, which is where we do lots of outward facing activity. So when you say we've got a room... Could you, the name of your... Yeah. Yes. We are East Marsh United and we're a community group operating in the East Marsh, um, which is this, and this market is sort of in the middle of the East Marsh. And it's a historic uh, community. It served the docks until we lost our single industry of Grimsby, which was, of course, fishing. Fishing. Yeah. Uh, Arctic circle fishing. And so East Marsh United was sort of born five years ago out of a desperate need to counter the sort of degradation, deprivation and loss that has resulted in kind of the hollowing out of a whole sort of post-industrial area. And the tragedy of the East Marsh is it is blighted with poverty, rogue landlords, Mm. terrible housing, poor health. Uh, The mortality gap for men on the East Marsh is 12 years. So, you know, men here die 12 years before they do in neighbouring wards. 25% 25% of all looked after children in North East Lincolnshire come from the East Marsh. So it's a place full of di- those kind of social difficulties. So East Marsh United's mission is to tackle all of that kind of social inequity all at once, all at the same time. Yeah. So we work on housing, we work on cleaning and greening the streets, we work on community engagement and outreach, on arts and creativity. Um, we, we work with all kinds of people all around the town and all across the country now. Mm. And the, the single mission, I think the heart of it is everybody wants a decent home, decent neighbours, you know, enough money to, to live on, mm. a nice place to live and be. And that's what we're trying to effect with all every bit of our work including the art which we've knitted and sewn and and crafted into the kind of the social justice element of the work that we do wonderful it sounds as it sounds like a project that's go big you know you're really going for it you're really and your team that are out there or in the estates or is it an estate is it's it? not technically an estate sometimes people refer to it as an estate but it isn't it's what's happened it's all private private housing um, some of it was social housing, but in the great scam of the 90s, when houses were just being flipped for massive profit, what happened is that kind of rogue, rogue landlords came in and some investors who thought they were going to make a quick book. Uh. But of course, when you look at the housing and the quality of it and the kind of issues that it has, yeah. nobody's made a fast book here. No. How's it, if you've got a mortgage, you're in negative equity. Wow. The houses are worth thirty-five to forty forty thousand. Mm. They're they're grid hard streets of terraces that sort of interlock straight out onto the street. Uh, alleyways blocked, rat infested, broken down. People can't get their wheelie bins in the back, so the wheelie bins sit on the front. Uh-huh. Um, there's very little green space, and there's uh, the roads aren't safe. Kids kids do play out in the street. It's not safe for them to play out in no. the streets. We have lots of boarded ups. Uh, we have lots of halfway houses where vulnerable people are housed in an already... HMOs. Diff- yeah, yeah, HMOs and places like that. So lots of vulnerable people being brought into the community uh, with the kind of problems that that brings. Um, fam- a, a big itinerant community as well. People will come and they'll try and get out really quickly. So the stable community tends to be older um, and people that might have been here sort of all, all their lives mm. or for a long time. And so with our housing programme, what we're trying to do is buy enough houses to make a material change 
um, into, and becoming a social, an ethical social landlord, taking okay. on derelict properties, doing them up, making decent, safe homes for rent. For, for rent, yeah, we, but all of the rent is then reinvested. It's not for profit. It goes yeah. back into oh. the project, so we can buy more houses, so we can extend the offer, so that families can move in and feel that they're being looked after, listened to, their rights are being observed. And they're being they're being cared for by a landlord that actually is bothered about human beings and not just about rinsing profit. people. Yeah. So the, that model of the, not not for profit is happening in other places. And yeah. yeah. So I, I know you mentioned earlier in the conversation about Bristol. You're doing some work with Bristol folk. Is it is it to do with the housing or are you just? Um, no? The Bristol based operation is called Create Streets, ah. and what they focus on is cleaning and greening and improving the general kind of quality so they'll go into areas and work with communities on like improving the fascia of the houses mm. so they might paint them in like beautiful balamori colors uh-huh. plant trees do traffic calming measures yeah. take over local green spaces and make them more human and it's all friendly. part of the the whole social infrastructure isn't it yeah absolutely decent, housing, decent absolutely areas, decent yeah. spaces creative yeah. spaces i mean what we realized early on i say we i mean this has partly come from billy who's the sort of chair and the project manager for for emu is you can't just do one thing because we are holistic beings. Yeah. So it's okay to talk about housing, but you can't really talk about housing if you're not about, talking about health. Mm. And if you're not talking if you're talking about health, you've got to talk about parks and streets and trees and wheelie bins. And creativity and within that as well. You know, the, yeah, the, the, the importance of that. So important. And and actually what this project has done, I think, which has been huge, is has given people permission to be their creative self. Wow. And that's been so empowering because when you're struggling for food and heating and your house is awful and your landlord doesn't listen and you might have the threat of eviction hanging over your head, it's very hard to be creative Mm. and Mm. to find that self that wants to make something and do something. But actually having a project like this that's sort of friendly, open, inclusive, everybody's welcome, that's that's when people can have that permission to get creative, to have fun, to play, to do something that they might not have done before and to go, I never knew I could do that. And that's been a joy. What really, um, when you're talking about this um, enormous, huge thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I'm trying to picture in my head as you're saying it to me, like layer upon layer, yeah. uh, which is the, the complicated life that we live, actually. It's entirely yeah. that. Um, it strikes me that what what you've done is you're, you've, got a very creative approach to it so um the creativity is not only in the way that what you do but it's the way that you do everything as well and that probably comes from the fact that you're a artist and a musician and a storyteller and you know and that you understand a creative process yeah Um, so I think when you're an artist at your heart art doesn't sit in a vacuum it's basically about everything all of the time yeah and um, if you have, and if, and give, have people knowing that, people having the, if the doors open to just doing that a little bit, then you, I always feel like you start to understand yourself a little bit better. Mm. And I feel like um, you, it, if you've got that art, maybe, well, maybe it isn't as overwhelming as it might be if you were continuously just looking at spreadsheets and numbers all the time. Yeah, exactly that. 
exactly that. I mean, yeah, the, that element of it, the number crunching, the spreadsheets, the, bill, the, 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 the funding bids, all of that is important. But the most important thing is being with people and doing the thing, yeah. <laughs> whatever that is. And on Friday night here, we had um, a sort of, sort of CCC finale evening. Called it The Happening because I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be. I just sent out the invitation. Come to the happening out there in our little courtyard, which is the magic space mm. after the cafe closes. And we had a local band who came. We had loads of our residents and participants who had slots to perform. And I uh, conduct the Peace Choir, which is our little community choir, which I I love it. That's 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 an hour a week of just pure singing joy. So I said to the guys, "Do you want to do you want to come and sing?" So yeah, they all wanted to come and sing. And it was three, it was three hours, six till nine. I thought, let's keep it civilised, early evening. People don't like going home late from, from round here. They want to get home and into mm. the houses and cocoa and bed, you know. So we've, we were going to finish at nine, which we did just after. But the final piece of the evening was so magical because our band, who were a lovely local band called Blueberry Agenda, uh, did a, their version of Dancing Queen by ABBA. That was like the last, their last thing. Mm. And everybody got up and started to dance. And I, my plan was that we would, we would finish with a song. But I was thinking, how am I going to get all, they're all, some of them are going to put their hands out and go, oh, I'm not singing. Yeah. So I said, after we'd had the dance, I said, right, it's time for you all to sing. And I put on my backing track to, uh, I can see clearly now the rain has gone mm. and conducted the whole room. And everybody Wonderful. sang. And then we sang Bring Me Sunshine because that is our song. East Marsh United. That's the song we've taken to our hearts. So music being art is what you absolutely art. So yeah. you mentioned it's the closure of or the end of CCC Creative yeah, Civic Change. Is, so yeah. that journey's coming to an end. Yeah. But actually, you know, the, so a couple of words that you mentioned in there was the joy and the peace and what that, that, that you had on Friday night, and I'm sure throughout the journey as well, oh, you've had yeah. that. Yeah, you've yeah. had that. Yeah. So um you you will continue in the creative, um, providing creative opportunities for oh, yeah. the community. Yeah, yeah, we will do. I mean, I mean, obviously at the moment, you know, for everybody, the, the money situation is a worry. Uh, we know that we're living in a difficult culture. We know that we're living almost with a hostile government in terms mm. of, in terms of art and creativity. And so public subsidy and public funding is getting harder and harder to reach into. And then there's further talks of uh, cutting more as and well. Further and further cuts. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we, we, we know that it's not going to be easy. But what we what we will do is we will work as creatively and as dynamically as we can to ensure that the, the work will continue. We might have to hibernate. Mm. And actually now is a good time to hibernate yeah. um, over this sort of winter period. It's about resetting, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, and you, yeah. you've got this... this journey behind you now and it's the next steps for the, for it the is. journey it's isn't exactly it? that. Yeah, yeah. and we've built the relationships and I do believe that that is probably the most important thing that's come out of this is how we've worked relationally mm-hmm. with our community and our residents with each other as, as artists and practitioners uh, with, the, with the East Marsh United board and trustees uh, with the local council with local partner organisations. There's collaboration going on. There is amazing yeah. collaboration going on and new relationships just in the process of being forged, which I think will take us forward into quite interesting directions. Um, but without those relationships, we would have nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think you can have all the money in the world, but you haven't got the love. Yeah. And you haven't got those friendship groups and you haven't got mm. that 
understanding of what you are and what you're doing. You've got nothing. You might have a million quid in the bank, but well, what are you going to do if you haven't got people to share it with? Yeah, yeah. So we've, we, I feel that we're quite lucky in many ways that we do have the relationships, we do have the partnerships, we do have the friends. What we need now is to find those resources. But human beings are incredibly resourceful. Uh-huh. And I sometimes think, well, well, there's, where there's a will, there's a way. It might not look like how it's looked before. Yeah, it might be a bit of passing the hat, but that's okay if that has nothing to be. really ever looks like it is before because it's a new because moment in time, exactly, isn't it? So yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a reshaping of yeah. it. So um, the creative civic change, um, have you seen a creative civic change within your community or the community that you work in? Do you live in this area roughly? Oh, yeah, I yeah. live right in the middle of this area. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah have you yeah. seen a creative oh, civic yeah, change? Absolutely. I have seen people grow, I have seen people embrace their creativity. Um, look for opportunities to be creative. I think we have we have we have made lots of subtle change. It's not big yet. It's mm. not you know the, the when you look out and you look out onto the streets of the East Marsh, you might go, well, nothing's actually changed. But inside, yes. in that interior world, mm. that's where change has really happened. How, one of the things that um, we've talked about before, George, and I've talked about with with other members of the groups as well, is how do how to show that side mm. because. Um, what you're really talking about is is this incredible invisible network of relationships and trust and care mm-hmm. and creativity, and so you never no one at, and you and it's incre- it's the most valuable thing. Mm. It's the thing that happens. And and I had a conversation with Daddy Ray in Welsh House Farm about this recently because um, big arts organisation comes to Welsh House Farm and they go to Daddy Ray and they say, "Can we work with your people?" And of course unless Daddy Ray had been working there for the last 10 years doing exactly that, that this incredible network of trust and relationships and so on and warmth, then they couldn't actually. And this no. is so valuable. And I, I've tried myself as an artist to map those relationships many times in lots of different ways because I wanted to, because I think what you're, what you're describing, that's what, um, that's the, the wonderful spider's web is that's what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. And that's very hard to show because people will, you know, look, as you say, walk around and show me something, show me the yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah. But it's yeah. internal, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is. Internal and visible. Mm. It is. Yeah. And, and actually quite mercurial because it might be one thing one day, but the next day it's something a bit different mm. and you're going, well, I kind of thought I had it, but mm. oh, it's that now. Yes. And it moves and it shifts and it's in people's interactions with each other. It's in people's conversations and expectations. I think we've changed expectations. I think I think people now feel that they do have an entitlement to a creative life, yes. that this is part of being human. Mm. And it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter whether it's planting a few flowers and yeah. creating a, a garden. It doesn't matter if it's... a coming to a, a felted bunting workshop, yeah. which is one of the things we did earlier in the summer. It doesn't matter whether it's they, they came to the happening, they sing in the choir, they're doing some writing. Whatever it is, it's like they, they've owned it. Or just sitting having a cup of tea and a chat. Exactly. That. You know, that yeah. reducing potential, the isolation and just, and then yeah. that conversation, because I know that you mentioned that about your drop-in that you've got going yeah. this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. People sometimes just come in for a chat. They do, they just come in, they come and, and they'll come and have a cup of tea and a biscuit and we'll talk about, we'll talk about 
anything. I mean, I, I've been amazed at the conversations that, that go on in there because on a Tuesday afternoon, I tend to be I often, often quite busy and I might have two or three people that I need to see. So I don't always just sit in in the drop-in because it's not my project. Uh-huh. And I'm very aware that, you know, that is our project developer's work and that's what that's she's their doing. Space, their space. Yeah. So I'll go in and I might have a brew and a biscuit. But what I'll do is I'll, I'll often sit back and just listen for five minutes and think, mm. oh, no, I didn't expect to hear that today. Or, you know, or somebody will come in or somebody will hover around the door and you'll say, are you, are you all right? And they'll go, oh, it, oh is this East Marsh United? Yeah, yeah, come in, come in, come in. And so people are welcomed in and then often they will stay and they'll come back. And that's lovely having out. that opportunity to, 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 to offer somebody that space of safety Absolutely. and, and yeah. welcome them in that. That's yeah. lovely. Actually. It is. And the market, it goes back as well to the market. There's a welcome here. Uh-huh. So we kind of are the micro welcome of the sort of more macro mm. welcome of the East Marsh in an area that is not well regarded by the wider town, uh-huh. by the by the local media often, uh, a place that's often demonised. Residents are, are often demonised. And yeah, of course, things happen here. Things happen where there is poverty mm. and where people have a lack of hope and a lack of support. That's what ha- that's what's happening. And, you know, so to demonise people, to scapegoat them is not an answer. But to it actually demoralise this community even more. Totally it totally does. And but to actually have open arms with a bit of realism. Mm. You know, we've done things that haven't worked. Yep. Hands yeah, that didn't work. Won't do that again. Do it differently next time. But you have to try and you have to trust and you have to be available as well. Yeah. And a lot of this work can be really exhausting as well. Mm. And for me, what I found it has sque- squeezed out my own kind of creative capacity a little yeah. bit. And I'm ready over the winter to come back to some of the work that I know I need to do and and uh, and, and to sort of pick that up again. But it's powerful to, to be a facilitator and to be able to sort of make that space and welcome people in and say, right, it's yours now. What do you want to do with this? Wonderful what you just said there about your capacity, how you can recharge your batteries because, you know, you're giving, you know, you're working day to day or, you know, so that's a, a great that hibernation thing, but also to recharge. Yeah, yeah that's wonderful. That, that facilitator role. I'm not sure I because because I'm not, I don't, I'm not certain about that term because it feels no. feels more than that. But people always say that to me as well because because I liked what you said about um, stepping aside. You're stepping so stepping back, stepping aside for your, for for other people's creativity yeah. to flourish and bloom, which is what I've been doing in, in my role with Creative Civic Change as well. Um, Doing ha- it very well. Oh, thanks, Joe. I'm a bit tired out now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to do pretty much. I'm. Uh, I'll finish in about a month, and I'm going to do pretty much the same as you're going to do as yeah, well. Just have that reset. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, because I think there's there's so because people have said to me before, um, isn't it sort of frustrating that you're not making anything? Whereas I found it amazing that I wasn't making anything I actually fa- I found the burden of making at that point I'd actually had enough of making stuff mm. I felt like I'm not sure what I want to make and why I'm making it because there's so much stuff in the world yeah. that that side of things whereas I've kind of coming full circle now back to I've learned so much I don't know about you as oh, a great yeah. great practitioner yeah. as an yeah. artist mm. what what, what what are you going to make when when mm. when this finish? What are you going to do this winter? I'm I'm going to finish my novel this winter. That's oh, what I'm going yeah. to do. Um, I'm on draft number two, so I'm on the point where you kill your darlings is what 
you know, agents always say, isn't it? Kill your darling. So all the good bits that I really like and I'm really attached to, I know they've got to go. So that's kind of like my my sort of winter programme, my winter project. And, uh, and also to kind of review what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. I mm. think this is, it's a really important time. And I always think that this time of year, this kind of, the old festival of, of Sarwen that we've just passed through last night and into today, the dark time and the opening of the veils between the worlds. It's a brilliant time to stop and go, what am I doing? Mm. Why am I doing it? Have my ancestors got anything to say? Yeah. Is, is grandma around? Because I often feel my grandma at this time of year and think, has she got something that she wants to tell me? <laughs> am I listening? And then to sort of, to go into yourself a bit more yeah. uh, and have that and have that self a bit of self nurture well, and a bit the, of self love. She says review. The word that we use sometimes is reflect. That yeah. period of reflection, reflection on what you know yeah. what's been and what 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 what, yeah. what might come and what you can create and yeah, exactly. But that's the life of being. We're three artists sitting here, so that is the life of being an artist. Yeah, it is. And it and that's one of the extraordinary things about um, oh about art being like therapy a yes. little bit is that you're in this you're constantly in this circle all the time mm. of asking yourself what are, you know who am i what what should i be doing what should i be making yeah. um and the art allows you to do that because then yeah. that tells you as well cuz you look back at things that you've made and it, you know mm. um and i and i think that there's so it, that's what's been extraordinary about this whole being part of this whole creative civic change project is that i've seen that happen to other people throughout mm. because they've had that permission to make yeah and so they started to get that feeling of what it is to to be an artist yeah absolutely and actually artists are extraordinarily resilient creative people who have this inbuilt way of generally actually being able to deal with the shite of the world yeah 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 and uh, I think when you combine your practice with a sense of kind of purpose because I like to say to her, well, why am I doing this? What, what is it? What is it for? Mm. And and what am I making? And how am I making meaning? And I, I think that that constant questioning of yourself, you know, what is what is it you're doing? And why are you doing it? And who is it for? And is it is it for out there? Is it for in here? You know, what's going on? And I, I like those questions, even when they're difficult. And even when they're in dry periods, when I can't produce anything. Mm. And I've had a bit of a dry spell this year and I haven't written as much this year as I would have liked to have done. But I've been to a few workshops with another practitioner elsewhere out of area that I really like online. And I've learned so much from her and from somebody fresh and different and far, far, not far, far away, but far enough away that she's yeah. not detached. connected to this. She's yeah. detached. Mm. And when I've worked with her, some a little that little well opens and something comes out. So I've valued what I've got and I've kind of banked that. Uh-huh. And I think I know I'm going to go back mm-hmm. and look at and look at that and learn from that and see what that's telling me. And and go back to my journals as well and pull out from there. And what what the, what what have I what have I been saying to myself all year? And what do I need to do with that? Another beautiful word there, journals, which I keep as well since it, 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 but that thing about um is um, I also think it's really okay not to do a lot. You yeah. know, just that Pausing, you know, just pausing, and, and you do a lot because you do a lot in your head, don't you? When you think about oh, yeah. the, the time that you reflect, or I reflect, you know. So, um, so it sounds as though you're excited about the future. You, you're coming up to a rest period, but a creative, um, 
I don't know what it was for, but you know, well, you know a, because a, a, a rejuvenation, you know, like yeah, yeah I like yeah, that word, yeah. George, rejuvenation. Yeah. yeah, but you, but Josie also said about hibernation as well. Mm. Oh you? yeah, a bit of sleep, you know, late, a bit of rest. Because earlier, <laughs> earlier on, you mentioned you talked about the organisation going into hibernation, and I just love that because. Um, only artists would talk about an organisation in that way. Mm. You know, someone else might say that um, you know we're we're closing down or we're shutting down or we're you know we're you know they they won't talk about it in a way that, that that's expansive and, yeah. and warming. Yeah. So um, what, I've got a long term project that I work on as well, and we haven't got funding at the moment, and I'm in the middle of doing funding application for it. And I, I and I use the same word. I just said that she's in hibernation. I mean she. She has a gender as well. The project does it. it because actually that just means everybody understands that pe- yeah. period of rest. Yeah. And also that thing of like, I'm in hibernation, but I'm coming back. Absolutely. Yeah, hibernation is a beautiful word it to is, describe. It's perfect. It is perfect. And also while that hibernating is happening, there are things moving. You know, we are buying more houses. Yeah. We are looking at a piece of land to develop yeah. into a community garden. And we are looking at our partnerships and our relationships and how those things are going to grow. But they won't, you can't have continual growth. As Liz Truss ably demonstrated to us all a couple of weeks ago. You have to have periods of rest, reflection, then you can grow. But then what you have to do is harvest what you've grown, Uh nurture the land a bit again. I know I'm using a lot of metaphors here, but it isn't all... Grow, 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 yeah. because at some point you're going to run out of energy yes. and you'll be exhausted and you can't do anything for yourself or anybody else. Mm. And that is so an important lesson to learn. And I'm learning it every day because I live with fibromyalgia, which yeah. I don't tend to bang on about because I don't like to, but my body's given me a lesson this week yeah. because it, it's not happy with me at yeah. all. And it's saying to me, if you don't lay down and shut your eyes and get that rest that you really need, you're going to be no good to yourself for anybody. Yes. So please listen. And I'm starting to be able to receive that message now. And I think it's because it's ex- the exact right time of year to Feels receive right. it. Yes. Yeah. And I can go, right, okay. Yeah, it sounds... I'm going into the earth that, for a bit. That constant growth thing, it's just bullshit. It's rubbish. Yeah. It's absolute rubbish. Yeah, it is bullshit. So it sounds like you've got a really exciting time ahead with the, the hibernation and you know the thinking the reflection and then you're talking about the house and that sounds really oh, you know, so we know. Could, that is so isn't that yeah. extraordinary yeah yeah absolutely. i've got to tell you the yeah you've got you sort of mentioned it but that is what you're doing is just it's amazing work yeah deep <laughs> thoughtful work you know work of um extraordinary quality you oh know? thank you so so um and in a way that sort of um uh it has this rhythm to it. You know, um, one of the things we, uh, it has this lovely social sculpture to it. So it's a sculpture yeah. of people. Yeah. That's what it feels like. And sometimes it's really big and active and then sometimes it's really small, but it's con- it continues, it's nurtured. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, there so is a lot of nurture, a lot of love. Giving a, a family or a person an opportunity to have a, a safe, warm you know, good home is just like, it's, it's like a gift from, from wherever it's come. You know, that is just in the work that you have to do to get to that because of, we should say that the neglect of, you yeah. know, the, the, the housing providers that ex- so-called exist in that I, I, I'm moved by that, you know, 
that that thing that's happening here, in, you know, in your mm. community, that's wonderful, absolutely wonderful, you mm. know. So, and not not only the housing, but the other stuff. You know, Heather talks about that. But you know, it's because George, because there's this creative thread. I'm I'm always going to say this because I believe it wholeheartedly myself. That if you're not creative, if you don't th- have the, a creative thread that runs through what you do, it won't work. Mm. It has to have that. I've totally see I totally see that now. Unless you're somewhat, unless you're able to have access to art in whatever sh- form, and you sp- spoke, uh, you said something earlier about people feeling entitled to it, yeah. and that is the heart of it all. That you feel that you're entitled to a creative yeah. life because yes. it, that's humanity, basically. That's yeah. you. Be, that's you as a human being yeah. able to sing, for example. You know, and somehow over the last thirty years, it got that got taken away from us. Yeah. Mm. Somehow we meet people now who don't feel that they have the right to create, to be creative. Well, it reminds me, Heather, of the Richard Attenborough quote where he says, um, art isn't for the, the, the elite, it's it's for, for everyone and failure to include everyone diminishes us all. Yeah. You know, so words to that effect. Sorry, Richard. But, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think that's true. And I think, I think it is about who we are as human beings. Mm. And we've... We know that from cave paintings, mm. people have always needed yes. to make a mark, yes. whether that has been, you know, painting with their fingers on a wall or whittling or building a home. And I think a home is a work of art as well. Yes. You create your home around mm. you. We talk about that, you know, we create our home. Yes, we do. We make it around the us. Architecture, and it, yeah, the architecture. It, it evolves with us and we make a space mm. that's ours. And what we really hope for is that the tenants and the people that come to live with us in that, in the houses, that they will help to create a better East Marsh, yes. a happier, healthier, more kind, a different, East and, Marsh a, a different, it, a different to how it's been because it has been abandoned. It is, it is an abandoned place. We talk, we have this language of left behind, leveling up. You know, Billy and I are going to speak to the All Party Parliamentary Group um, on leveling on the left behind at the end of November, and that's great in a way, but we shouldn't need to have these kinds of conversations. It should be patently obvious what the need is. And it should be patently obvious that if there's a need and we're all sat there talking about how terrible it is, well, resource it then. Pay the people a decent living wage to do the work Mm. that needs to be done Mm. so that everybody's life improves. It is not rocket science. But I think that constant talking and that constant sort of research and the constant looking at data and all this sort of thing. Kills it's it. just, it's, and, and it's just absolute delay tactics for, yeah. because of, yeah. and, and it's, you could do that as long as you, they do that over and over again to delay any action. Yeah. yeah. And I really see that now. I'm really resentful of being asked to go and talk about things anymore because I just feel like it's not, it's not, um, <laughs> It's t- so easy. We know exactly what we need to do. Yeah. It's not hard. You don't need any more speeches. You don't need any any no. more data, no. research, no. consultation. It's, 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 it's quite not, obvious. Yeah, it's the same with lots of issues at the moment that are all kind of intertwined. Mm. That actually it's the same. Mm. I would say because I've just been a big climate change thing. Same with climate change. It's like not that hard. No, all, all this stuff. We, it's um, but of course there are all these bigger forces around. Yeah, mm. that's yeah. the thing. About that's the it. problem. And and I I do I do think that we are fundamentally we are beings of of the light, mm. and we are we walk we were drawn to the light. We're drawn to each other into connection and cooperation, but every light has a shadow. Yeah. 
Yes. And at the moment, it feels to me that the shadows in the world are an awful lot bigger than they should be. Mm. And if we can reduce the shadows and bring the light, we mm. might be able yes, to bring back some balance. Communities, communities like your community... East Marsh United. Emu, yeah. 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 East Marsh United. East Marsh United. Yeah. There are many communities throughout these yeah, islands, you know, and we, Heather and I live in, or Heather works in uh, Corby, which is Kingswood and Hazel Lees. These communities have been um, left behind for, for decades, you know. The, for, 30 for years. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the fact that Creative Civic Change has come to Emu, East Marsh United, has been a positive um, addition to your... Yeah, um... oh, it absolutely has. And it's been one of the most benign and innovative funders that that we've ever worked with, without a doubt. Mm. It really has. And it has been a massive blessing, a massive support. It's been wonderful to be connected and to see other people having the the shared values and shared aspirations. But it's like everything else. It's three years and we all know it takes... 10 yes. to 20 years. Yeah, it's a lifetime. And so what Billy and I have embraced very much is the idea that we will play our part and do our bit for now while we can. Yeah. But we are trying to plant the trees that we will never sit under. Yes, that's really Because nice. there are generations coming and we need at some point to be able to graciously step out of the way and let that energy come through Mm. to take it on and take it forward Mm. i think what often happens with projects and i've seen it happen in northeast lincolnshire as well is you get a bit of money and you get going and then you get a bit like Gollum with his ring yeah and it's my precious and it's held very tight gatekeeping sitting on money not being uh friendly but actually if people could just do the opposite of that and be free and open then those resources would do much more good than they are, than they often do. Yeah. And my message to funders would be, please stop with your short-termism. Yes. If you're going to invest and you're going to stand with a community, come, yeah. be with, stand with, support for the long term. Because when you take your th- money and your support away mm-hmm. after three years, you leave a lot of hurt people yeah. in your wake. Mm-hmm. And that isn't your fault. But please be aware that that is the very real consequence of some of these decisions. Mm. Wonderful, Josie. Can I just say that you've got a wonderful way of describing these real challenges that communities face, and thank you for that. Mm. You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's uh, it, yeah. It's been a, it's been a wonderful um, um, lesson, I hope. I've got, you know. when you're talking, um, Josie, I've got lovely images, visual images in my head when you talk, especially about talking about light. And yes. I, yeah. I really will take that away with me. I, I really love that, and oh, thank you. Um, because I, I, th- I want, I want you to know that the, I think there are, there are, you've got kin around the country. Yeah, actually, yeah. I've met so many extraordinary people who are both, um, they're, ex- they're, they're very spiritual people, and also resilient and strong, but also they have boundaries. All of that thing kind of together, where you feel like yeah, you can, you can do it. But, um, you know, um, you can look after yourself and you can give in your community at the same time. There are, there are so many people like yeah. that around, actually. And, I, and, and on that, there's a little phrase along the lines of each, we can, do, we can do something, but, you know, alone, but together we can do much. Mm. You know, I think the collective is, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, so I think we're coming to an end yes. of our conversation. I just have a bit of a question, just What's a practical it, yeah? question, which is because um, we haven't been around the market right. yet. 
and um, we um, my 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 parents grandparents had market stalls. I love markets, mm. so um, I haven't had my. Where should I go? <laughs> oh. when, um, well, I will happily walk you around, introduce you to some of the stallholders that I know. Okay. And, and there's a, there's some lovely there's some lovely fruit stalls. And I mean, I'm not a meat eater or a fish eater, but I am led to believe that there are fantastic Me too. opportunities I for am. that. Yeah. <laughs> and there are some lovely little cafes and uh, coffee Yeah, when coffee I walked in it, I got just a, a warm feeling about it. It was just lots so of colour, lots of light. I saw a hand-knitted stall with hand-knitting Oh, on. yes. There's a, there's, a, there's a knitting stall, the Knitting Ladies. And there's a wonderful shop called Nurse Marmite's Emporium, run by a lovely local artist, Eileen, who is doing fabulous things on her stall. And I also, uh, 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 my niece who drew me here got me a gift as well, and it's a little metal badge, and it says, "Art is therapy." Hey. So, <laughs> so, actually, Very this nice. Is, this, has been, this has felt like a bit of therapy. It's been wonderful. It's oh, been absolutely yeah, fabulous it's been to spend time with to you. you. And um, yeah, so Thanks, thank you. Jason. You're okay. very welcome. Thank you for thank coming you. today. Thanks for listening. This has been an episode of Don't Get Any Ideas podcast, part of Creative Civic Change, an experimental funding programme supported by the Community Fund, Kalus Gulbenkian Foundation, Esme Fairburn Foundation and Local Trust. Do join us again as we travel the country sharing stories of change through art and creativity.